0: This is the Village Church Q&A podcast, where our goal is to create digital, shareable, and helpful content to make disciples who will go,
1: grow, and overcome.
0: Good morning, Village Church. Pastor Michael here with you. I'm in the studio with Pastor Matt Young, worship pastor of the Village Church. Matt, Hey-o. how's your day going? Good. 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 What's the best part of your day so far?
1: Best part of my day so far, being in the Q&A podcast. Uh, Does it get any better? I wasn't hanging out with me earlier. You know, that was okay, I guess. <laughs> that was mandated for work. I know. No, just... This is just fun. <laughs> all right.
0: Referring to James eight, what does it mean to be double-minded?
1: What's great about the book of James and really what's great about all of the scriptures is if context is so critical. So uh, in the book of James, it actually uses this same double-minded phrase again in chapter four, but let's it's important to read what he's going into here. So starting at verse five, if any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask God who gives generously to all without reproach, and it will be given him. But let him ask in faith with no doubting. For the one who doubts is like a wave of the sea that is driven and tossed by the wind. For that person must not suppose that he will receive anything from the Lord. He is a double-minded man, unstable in all his ways. And so I think you need to consider that context when you're looking at what the Double minded actually means what that word means. And then in chapter four, I'm just going to read that starting in verse seven. Submit yourselves, therefore, to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Draw near to God, and he will draw near to you. Cleanse your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts, you double minded. And so um, when you look at both of those contexts, uh, you can see that same word is used double minded. Now, here he's talking about those of you who are double minded purifying your hearts. I think it's important to Um, take a look at that word in particular. I did a a Greek word study on this a while back, and the word that's translated here as double-minded is actually, in other places, often translated as um, like the root word where they're doing the mind is usually translated as soul in the scripture. So you could look at it as double-souled, which is kind of consistent when you look at chapter four, where it says, purify your hearts, you double-minded, that it's not simply a matter of your mind. But ultimately, I think it's reminiscent of Jesus in, um, in Matthew 6 when he says, uh, it talks about serving two different masters. Uh, I think that's what he's getting at here, double-minded, like double-souled. Your soul is divided against itself. So as far as being unstable in all your ways, if, you, if your soul is not committed fully to Christ, if it's, you're, you're kind of wavering back and forth, It's just like he says, let him ask in faith with no doubting for the one who doubts is like a wave of the sea that is driven and tossed by the wind. There's no stability there that you're not, you know, to quote Jesus again, you haven't built your house on the rock. You know, it's on the sand. So when the storms come, it'll wash it away. And so if you're going to be double minded, and and that's why it requires a purification of the heart. It's not just a matter of what we think of as our mind, our physical mind, where we do our thinking exclusively, but it's more a matter of where is our heart in Mm. this. So the double mindedness I believe, as I've understood it here, and then again in James four, when it talks about purifying your hearts, it's more an issue of of the heart, not strictly of the mind itself. And so, the double mindedness, I believe, is uh, basically a heart that's divided, a a soul that is divided. You, it's not fully pledging itself to Christ and not fully, you know, committed there. uh, But it's teetering, it's going back and forth, it's wavering, and and not truly dedicated. Mm.
0: So, if you're on a boat and you're just teetering, you're not able to do what you need to do. Yeah. If you're just being tossed back and forth. You're in a moment of panic, and you're never going to be able to be on mission. Why does he use the word double-minded?
1: The word, as far as the context there, historically speaking, it's the Greek word dipsukas, and it's only translated three times as the word mind, the double-minded part mm, of it. The sukos, The soukas part, part yeah. yeah. And in other places throughout the scriptures... That same word, I think it's fifty times it's translated into um, soul, mm. and then like something like thirty-eight times in the New Testament, it's translated into life or breath of life. Yep. In this cultural context, that word means more than just like I said before, how our mind, think, yeah. how we think, yeah. it's your and process and, and passions. Yeah, and, yeah, it's it's all encompassing. So it's essentially a, a person who's completely divided. Internally, and it's consistent with when Jesus says, "Out of the overflow of the heart, the mouth mm-hmm. speaks." Too right. Mm-hmm. So we process everything through what's happening in our hearts, yep. and that's what's coming out of us. And so, if you're a double-minded person, if you're going to be unstable naturally because you're not fully committed to Christ, you're not fully, your soul is not invested completely in Him. Yep. It's you're you're being tossed about because it's just not fully founded there.
0: An analogy that I would give would be. A person who is committing adultery on his on his wife, right? And his heart is he double double minded, double Mm -hmm. souled. His affections are going into two places. Verse seven says that person must not suppose he will receive anything from the Lord. So it's like this guy cheating on his wife, and he's like, "Hey, you know, can I have this? Can I have this?" And she's like, "No, like you are not about me." As long as there is this other woman, like I'm not giving you anything. Are you Mm -hmm. kidding me? And then he says he is a double souled, double minded sukas. He's a his, his affections are going in both ways. He's unstable in his, all his ways. And like you look at a man who has an adulteress and a wife, you'd say that guy's unstable. He is not okay. How much more if when it comes to God, our affections are divided? Mm-hmm. It's hard because these translators, they are so smart. They're smarter than you and I combined times 30. Oh, yeah. And it's hard to make decisions because if you say double sold or double lifed, mm-hmm. you know, it doesn't translate. If you say sure. "double-minded," that actually—that's what it means. Like, mm-hmm. but it's more. It's it's richer. It's more robust. It's deeper. You know, and yeah. And this is part of the part of the joy that we get as teachers is we get to study these languages and say, "No, your translations are great, but now let's go deeper."
1: Yeah. And sometimes it's beneficial, and sometimes it it doesn't add much to it because there is a pretty good English equivalent. But in this case, I do think our context of mind in our culture yep. is so different than what it was. I mean, I didn't live 2000 years ago, but if I had, I would imagine I would have viewed that very differently than what we do instantly. We think of double-minded and yep. strictly here, you yep. know, in our heads yep. and, uh, you know, it doesn't help if I point yep. on a podcast strictly here. Yep. You can't see where I'm pointing.
0: It is interesting though. If you think about like biologically, physically, where do you feel most things? You feel things in your chest. You don't feel them in your head. And so the gut, the stomach, the chest was a very different place for them. But when we think about our emotions and our feelings and stuff like that, we do get very heady about them because we know that the chemicals begin and end in our brain, if you will. Mm-hmm. And then it ha- different place- has different places in our body where those are expressed. But um, if you didn't know all the chemistry uh, and all the biology in terms of how all this worked, I mean, there there wasn't as much focus, if you will, on the head aspect of it. Mm-hmm. And then the Greeks did. They did double down on the mind and the head, and they started to go deeper there. But just for the the Judeo culture, mm-hmm. much more of a focus on – the heart, because that is the place where you feel a lot of things um, Mm. physically by a lot. I mean, it makes sense why they go there, you know? Yeah. Like courage feels like a place where you have to muster it in your stomach. And when you're nervous, it's in your stomach, you know, the guts, the bodies. So this is a great question. Um, Anything you want to add Um, other than don't be (laughs) double-minded because it doesn't make God happy and then you don't get anything you want? (laughs) Well, right. Well, I think
1: the solution to that, if you're wrestling with being fully committed to Christ, obviously dive into the word, but look at what James says, purify your hearts and ultimately Mm. That means going before the Lord and admitting, you know, these things, asking the spirit to search you and show you, okay, I feel like I'm, I'm divided here. I I want to, I want to honor Jesus, but I'm being pulled in this direction too. And, um, you're in good company. The apostle Paul dealt with that too in Romans seven. So don't feel like it's insurmountable, mm-hmm. go to Christ and ask him to purify your heart before him yep. and let the spirit do the work that he can do and make you single-minded And the the enemy
0: of single minded, single souled is a person who doesn't trust God. Mm -hmm. And this is why we're doing a series on faith right now. Faith is so important because you you don't have to have a ton, you just need to have a little. Mm -hmm. If you doubt, you're like that, you're like a ship on the sea. Back and
1: forth, back and Mm -hmm. forth.
0: He's like, trust me. I know you only got a little bit of trust, just just trust me. And, um, anyways, so thanks for that, man. Appreciate it. (laughs) Tomorrow's question. This is awesome. How can God be sovereign and man still be free? Hmm. I disagree with the question. So we'll we'll come back tomorrow. We'll (laughs) we'll talk about (laughs) that then. (laughs) Bye-bye.